plotbubble.com. Hello, I'm Nick Knightley. Welcome to the Shizno for Red vs. Blue, Season 15, Episode 16. Back to the pizza. This week, Griff greets the gang, Sarge's service provides promotions, and Locust locates Wash in Carolina. Here with other scenarios where Locust has misused his cloaking device are... Sam. The absolute worst time Locust shouldn't have used his cloaking device is when he went to use a urinal. Oh. No. <laughs> no. oh, there are so many things that could go wrong. Rain Zero. 30 minutes into Netflix and chill, and she looks at you like you don't even exist because you've been standing in the corner the whole time, completely invisible. <laughs> That's a weird way to refer to Felix. Sunday. Probably when he was trying to explain to that small, frightened child that ghosts aren't real. <laughs> Ooh, that's beautiful. Don't do that. Don't be that guy. Death Prodigy. Locust has a bunch of photographs of landscapes and monuments in his house. He insists he's in every single one. <laughs> <laughs> and Tyler. See, when you sneak up behind someone to give them bunny ears in a photo, it really only works <laughs> if you can see the fingers. <laughs> Our show will continue with these messages. Let's move into thoughts on the episode. It was really dark and I had to hold my breath. Uh, okay, Rain, you've done your job. You can leave now. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks everybody. Bye. Bye, Rain. Leave. <laughs> I have been looking forward to this episode. For some time. Because of Griff? Yes. <laughs> I've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for Griff to get back to everybody else. Mm-hmm. And it finally happened. I'm just happy. He was, but he said, like, everybody, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, he was apologizing to everybody. He was, it was so heartfelt. He was just like, I need to get everyone to, down here so I can apologize to them for everything. I was yeah. also really happy that he wasn't just, like, apologizing in general and then apologizing to Simmons. He was also like, I'm sorry. I didn't, I, sorry I was rude. I'm sorry I didn't help you go yeah. find church. That makes me a bad friend. Like, that was cute. Aww. Yeah, yeah. That was, it was really, he, he had to talk really fast because he was getting like pushed into the jail cell but it was very sweet yeah it was, was like griff yeah Daphne, you know what my favorite part I'm of the sorry episode I didn't was help you find church yeah i like the fact that the snack griff found was a fish <laughs> <laughs> i like the fact that they fish. used the original mgs2 exclamation yes. point yeah i appreciated yes. that it was great that, that was, was so great good. you think vic did that, that was... or did that actually happen <laughs> i bet you vic did that I, I will say I did like how we went from the juxtaposition of Griff being friendly and apologetic to Sarge being lied to by the people he now considers friends. Oh, yeah. 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 And also, also the whole just, thing with yeah. the church recording. Aww. Oh, shit. Oh, gosh, oh man, I thought it was That's basically what I figured it was from the beginning, but that doesn't mean it was any easier to see that Caboose find out. Wait, brutal. Dude, Temple was just like... Oh, I'm sure that was very memorable. And it also tied into the, the continuing of the random one-offs because that was voice modulation and manipulation, which was done by the meta in Season 6. Uh-huh. Meaning mm-hmm. Temple is actually Wait, the, the meta! meta. Also, no, it's yes. all the blues and reds are the meta. They're all the AI fragments that have scattered when the... <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just thought it was great uh, that Sarge Posse and Griff is like, nah, that's just our fat one. And he's eating, and he's stuck... <laughs> And you can't use, use butter. butter. Yes. He'll eat that despite his mouth not being accessible at this point in time. 
but Daft, you were right. The minute uh, Temple oh. saw church, he went, Biff? Yeah. Yeah, oh, that was his first yeah. reaction. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was that was. Sad. We really could have oh, played the ghost thing up a little bit more. <laughs> and then he went over to Caboose and was like, "You need to learn that Church is dead oh, and he's never yeah. coming back." And I was like, "Huh, I wonder if somebody's a little bitter about something to happen to him personally, huh?" Because Church kept coming back. Are you actually explaining this to Caboose, or are you actually explaining this to yourself? Yeah. Also, in Caboose's defense, Church has come back many times. Temple just doesn't yeah, know it's that. Yeah, not, it's not like Caboose just has this unfounded faith that Church will find his way back. There is precedent. There's multiple. This is actually... Multiple precedent. I thought of this... <laughs> so I thought of this like an hour ago, and if I'd thought of it in time, it would have been my discussion question, so I just want to raise it while we're like adjacent to the subject. What do you think about Temple saying he needs to learn about Caboose? Do you think the rest of the crew kind of treats him like a baby too much? Well, I, I think... mean, Temple's Temple's motives yeah. seem rude, but he may accidentally have a bit of a point. Well, here's the thing with how they treat Caboose. They tell him stuff, but they do frame it in a different way, like you would to a child. Yeah. Because that's Caboose's mentality. We even saw that with season 14 with his storybook, Guides Making Friends. Yeah. They still tell him, and he still realizes it, but it doesn't mean they have to say it cruelly and bluntly like temple did yeah there's a difference a, yeah. a great example yeah. is at the end when tucker's comforting caboose as he's putting together the church is fully dead and he's like gone gone yeah caboose he's gone gone yeah but he said he'd come back I not didn't this even time get buddy to say goodbye or thank you for being my friend and then i sniffled a little and bit that you mean sobbed uncontrollably somebody somebody started cutting onions in the kitchen it's very rude yeah why were you watching also, rivers of blue in the kitchen i just want to say I really liked the episode title. Rift yeah, does a rescue. Does a rescue. Rift does a rescue. <laughs> it just. But Caboose really didn't seem to like fully understand it until Temple was just like, "He's dead." I think that's that's to do with a uh, word choice because the resin blues will talk and they'll add their own little flair and personality quirks to it, where Temple is more blunt and direct. And Caboose did say that's what he liked about Delta. There was no flair; mm -hmm. it just straight up facts you very very hard to fuck that up it can be done yeah. it can be done but mm. when you're just saying things you can't really get that fucked up in the mind filter of caboose yeah well i think it may be a situation where maybe temple does have a little bit of a point uh, uh, as cruelly as he said it maybe every once in a while they're sort of not not even what's well maybe maybe they spend a lot more time underestimating caboose than they think they do yeah i think you know, like, they all clearly really want to protect him. And, like, I, I like how everyone sort of instantly snaps at Temple for being yeah. mean to Caboose. Don't kick the puppy, Temple! Yeah, but they maybe... I'm thinking maybe they did sort of... Simmons tried to sort of introduce the subject on Scary Planet, but when it became pretty clear that, like, it was going to really hurt Caboose if he pressed it, he dropped the subject. So I'm wondering if maybe they protect him a little too much. Well, I mean, we were talking a little bit about potentially Caboose needing to save people. Now that Locus is going to save the freelancers, they're okay. But we also have all the stuff with, like, Loco's machine. And maybe, maybe Caboose will need, they'll need to put some faith in Caboose and his ability to, we'll say, 
think unusually <laughs> in order to get them out of some scrape later on. Poor Carolina. Wash needed to scratch his nose. <laughs> yeah. And Carolina's stuck in a yoga pose. I was happy to see that they weren't dead yet. I was sort of Just exhausted. Maybe... Lucas goes to break yeah, them out. They're... Oh, shit. They're already dead. <laughs> yeah. They're they're like, or like there the... goes my plan. Or they weren't even, like, near death. They were definitely, like, very tired and, like, not doing too well. But if, if Lucas can get them out of there. They're still at this sort of genially... Well, not genially, genially, but they're still at the, like, bitching about it stage. Yeah, yeah. They're not, yeah, they're like, the, in true know. anguished suffering. There's, they're still... Yeah, Wash was very tired, but I think that give them a couple of days and they'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I want to know so. what kind of fucking yoga Carolina does, because that's not a yoga pose. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that is, maybe, is there, I, like, like, some future UNSC equivalent? It's, like, hot yoga, but it's, like... Punch <laughs> yoga or something? Armor yoga. Yeah. It's not a great position to be stuck in, but Protective I've held that yoga. pose. <laughs> Ow! And it's really... It boxers yoga. She really did not My that arms. bad. It's like she... It's actually just... She just calls it yoga. Everyone else calls it beating the shit out of other people. And she's just Yo like... Yoga, yoga, yoga helps you relax. Yeah, like yoga helps yeah, you yeah. relax. She, this helps me relax. She's she call, she's calling it yoga in a in an effort to be more chill like Griff. Yeah. <laughs> it's still the same thing. She's just calling it something different. But like, how accepting will Wash and Carolina be of the reformed Lucas? They won't. This is a guy that was going to hunt and rebrainwash Washington and had no qualms knifing Carolina. Yeah, and, and I, I would say that the other important point is that the last time they saw Locust, they were fighting to keep him away from a, a temple that would destroy all life on the planet. Yep. But he killed Felix. He put Felix in a position to be killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he did not stop it. But, but they also weren't there and didn't see him after that. Yeah. The last time Washington Carolina saw the Mercs was when they crashed the Staff of Karan into the Purge Temple. But I imagine that having tried to fight somebody who was trying to get to a temple to wipe out all life on the planet, they probably don't have very good feelings toward this individual because they're like, yeah, that's what he was trying to do. He didn't manage to do it, but it was still what he was trying to do. And so you can save us from being frozen, but that doesn't excuse what you were doing. I don't know. I feel like that's true of Carolina, but I feel like Wash will be a little more sympathetic towards him. He seemed to be, like, he was the one who sort of tried to talk Locust down and seemed to be not the most invested in him doing things differently, but the most uh, understanding of his character and the headspace that he was in. And hearing from the rest of the crew that, like, Locust had stood up and said, I'm done with this shit, probably he's, like, willing to entertain the notion that Locust may not be an asshole. Carolina probably still just pissed. I feel like Carolina would have, like, a very cut-and-dry morality on this. Like, he is a monster. He should not be with us. But then I feel like Washington would be, like, willing to give him a little bit and just be like, I still have my eye on you. So, interestingly, I have the exact opposite opinion. So, I think that Carolina might get it, actually. Carolina spent a lot of time being led around by somebody that she cared a lot about and respected a lot. Um, and she ended up doing really horrible things at his behest. And then, one day, said, 
I'm done with this. I don't want to do it anymore. And once she takes a little bit of time to consider, she might sort of connect his journey to personal redemption with her own. Wash, on the other hand, is known for being Mr. Grudge. Wash's journey to Freelancer Command was based on this years-long grudge about what they did to him, what they did to Alpha, and what he remembers from Epsilon. And if you look at the Red versus Blue, the RVB book, there's a dossier in there where the counselor is talking to Wash um, and is talking about his propensity for holding grudges against people who have wronged him for years. So I think that Carolina has a bigger ways to go in understanding Locus, but I also think that she's more willing to get there. I don't think Wash is holding grudges. I think when he goes after Command, like, yes, he has personal reasons, but it's not just because he remembers being treated horribly by the project. Like, his ultimate goal is not just to get back at the project, it's to expose the horrible things that they were doing. Like, he had a reason for doing it besides just personal revenge. I would say in the past he did have a pretty good propensity for grudges and stuff. I feel like he's grown a lot past that and, like, grown to be a lot more... Like, he was offering Locus a chance at redemption during the chorus arc. And he was, like, pushing Locus to, like, move past this I am a weapon, I am the perfect soldier thing. I feel like if Locus is willing to do that, I feel like Washington would be more willing to uh, help him along. I think that Wash's motivations for doing stuff are more complicated than just, like, he tends to hold a grudge. Because, like, the rest of the crew has generally tried to kill him at some point. Like, to be fair, he was trying to do bad shit to them at the same time. And he's pretty much fine with it. It's just sort of like, that was the situation we were in, and we're past it now. I I think we're uh, also assuming that if we were reading this in a situation, if Locust showed up in Washington, Carolina, we're 100% well-rested, and not trapped in a room with bodies. That's true. (laughs) At this point, Locust is the lesser of two evils. Locust has come, and instead of just straight up killing them, like they even ask, that depends, are you here to kill us? And the minute he just says no, they've already decided to trust him because they don't have any other option. It's not about them. It's about the resin blues. It's about their family. At that point, you take the hand of the devil, and you hopefully the deal you struck won't come back to haunt you. Well, but that's where I would say that it kind of goes into the uh, territory of the enemy of my enemy is my friend. But what happens if and when they defeat the Blues and Reds? They'll probably just look at Logan and go, God damn, we adopt another one. <laughs> red, team, red team gets him. He's red team problem. There's another person who speaks Spanish. Hey! Yeah. Begin lightning round. What lubricant would you use to free a member of the Blood Gulch crew from a ventilation shaft? Whatever donut has lying around. 55-gallon <laughs> drum of lube. <laughs> <laughs> Baby oil, Rain, please. It's good for the skin. <laughs> Food-related grease should not be entirely discounted because, at least for Griff, you could drag a pizza in front of him using the grease to uh, lubricate his way down the pipe while he seeks the pizza. Yes. <laughs> And that's why you could draw him through the vents. It's both a means of reducing friction 
and a motivation. <laughs> Otherwise, he'll just take a nap in the vent. Just, He's just like, well, I live here now. Like, the, the explanation of, like, as he seeks the pizza <laughs> sounds like something from, like, a, a David Attenborough. <laughs> no, uh, I would suggest that they, uh, they're using some 100% organic strawberry jam because, one, Griff doesn't really do fruit or organic. And also, by the time he pops out, they don't know if he's been cut underneath the rough metal or if it's just jam. (laughs) It sounds like a perfect plan. Also, it had to be red for Red Team. Yeah. He gets out of the vent and, like, someone mistakes him for Sarge and he just goes with it. (laughs) One one problem. What about ants? As long as they're red ants, they'll be welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, shouldn't we do something about the ants? Nonsense. They're red ants. This is their home. <laughs> They're part of the Red Army. This is their natural habitat. Army ants. Okay, I have a list. Uh-oh. <laughs> yes! Tucker. Actual sexual lubricant. Donut. Wet, hot candle wax. Because it's sensual. I'm mad because I was going to say grease from a pizza Griff just ate. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> candle wax hardens at some point, Sam. Eventually. Now it's both a way to uh, to get yourself through the pipe and a way to seal it afterwards. Yeah. So he can't go back? Simmons would self-lubricate with his own tears because he's afraid of the dark and enclosed spaces. <laughs> Sarge would use gunpowder because his only way of getting out of things is to blow them up or shoot them. <laughs> Caboose. Sheila. Enough said. <laughs> Wash. Wash doesn't care. Just get him out. And Carolina <laughs> will deny ever being stuck in a ventilation shaft. She yes. does not get stuck in ventilation shafts. She is Agent Carolina. She will never admit it. <laughs> and Church is an AI. He could just face through it. What other things would Wash give his kingdom for? My kingdom. My kingdom to have Mr. Fluffy Beans here right now. God damn it. I always promised him I'd get him a cat tree. And now, at the very least, maybe I could be his cat tree. I was going to say his cats also. Damn it. The other thing that he would give his kingdom for is a reflective safety vest. Stop cars from hitting him. Yes. Cars. Rain, that just makes it easier to hit him. We've made it clear the cars want his blood. What I think Wash would give his kingdom for is probably a bath and his mental stability. Oh, my kingdom for mental stability, honestly. Nah, you can have your fucking sanity. Give my kingdom for something worthwhile. Wash would give his kingdom for a smaller kingdom. Like, how did he get a kingdom in the first place? (laughs) My kingdom for mental stability. I'm already having delusions of grandeur. Honestly, I believe he would just give his kingdom away. Like that one Roman emperor who was just tired. Just like, fuck it. I'm retiring. You know what? I'm done. My kingdom. Your kingdom for what? No, just my kingdom. I'm selling it for zero dollars on Craigslist. Now here's the twist. Much like a fairy's favor, it comes with a bane as much as it does a boon. The kingdom is the reds and blues. You have to deal with the blues. Bye. Goodbye. (laughs) No, there you go. You're in charge now. Bye. 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 What else does Locust tend to hear a lot? Oh my god, what is wrong with your face? (laughs) (laughs) Damn! You have no eyes and a crazy mouth. You look like a praying mantis. (laughs) Nothing, because he doesn't like to be around people. Because Um. Locust is us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's just there because someone yells at him enough. Locus is the millennial zeitgeist. 
Now, Mr. Ortez, have you considered playing a hide-and-go-seek competitively? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't understand why people still mention this. They're always like, do you really eat that much ramen? <laughs> yes. yes! Yes! Hey, aren't you that guy who was in the cup noodle commercials? I swear to God, you smell like it, and there's none around. <laughs> He probably gets... Hey, aren't you that guy from Chorus? Uh, no, I have a triangle on my helmet. <laughs> what other infiltration plans did Locus and Griff come up with? So they're going to wait until Temple is asleep, and then they're going to use a combination of meth-meth shrooms, Vex hacking skills, and several spools of copper wire to enter Temple's dream world, oh God. where they pose as two random guys, Chris and Nolan, and help him to find <sighs> a slip of paper that suggests he should oh let the reds and blues go. Locust would shrink down and hide in a ship the size of a cell. Griff oh would God. then eat the <laughs> ship and sneak in and get himself captured with Locust in his stomach. Unfortunately, they couldn't find the technology uh, to reduce a multicellular organism to the size smaller than a cell. First, you build a robot. And then, I don't know, that's as far as I got. I, I personally, I still believe in my give Griff the cloaking device and make Temple think that he's going insane. Well, honestly, I think Griff's general plan of, ah, fuck it, combined with Lucas's super detail plan... <laughs> created just the right level of chaos for Locus to do something actually useful while Griff runs through the base screaming. At some point, he's on fire. They don't know how. <laughs> donut. Flame donut. Uh, uh, ooh, ooh, Metal Gear. Uh, uh, gear. <laughs> metal Gear. <laughs> is Sam metal dying? Gear. By that, I yes. mean Locus is going to use Metal Gear Rex to just tear the place apart and rescue the Reds and Blues. Lightning round complete. What is Locus's plan for dealing with the blues and reds? Uh, I'm a big fan of the slowly pick them off one by one by inv while invisible strategy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Seems it's not like you wouldn't have the opportunity. Those guys split up all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like a lot. It is also worth keeping in mind that Locus is not interested in killing people anymore. Well, not indiscriminately. So he said at the end of season 13, no more killing. Full stop. Yeah, but did he actually mean, like, I'm never going to kill anyone again? Or did he just mean, like, no more killing people on chorus just for funsies? What I think he might do is try to lock the blues and reds up in their own base and contact the authorities. And if some of them end up dead in the process, you know, whatever. But I, I think that he might be trying to go, like... Other people can do the violence, not me. Sort of, you know, like mm -hmm. you did with Felix. Line um, of the shot. We'll let, we'll let other they people, people in who a position also to have be the... Killed. Yeah, 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 yeah. He'll put them in a position to be killed by the UNSC, probably. Yeah. I don't feel like the no more killing thing struck me as like a hard line never again thing. It was just like a... Oh, right. The Locust never does hard line never again. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to agree with the pick them off one by one with the invisibility. With the addition of every time he picks off one of the blues and reds, he substitutes the corresponding <laughs> member of the crew. <laughs> and so Start, bit starting, by bit. Starting with Washington painted to look like Temple. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, put this on. 
And so, like, before he knows it, Sarge is back with the crew. Yeah, he replaces Temple with Wash first. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, Temple, you're, you're looking a little bit tense. Oh, you know, I just, it's been really hard for me to relax recently. Yeah. <laughs> Wash is just I, like, I really no, shut scratch. up, I'm okay. I haven't really had the no, time as, to sit as, down. Yeah, as, as, Locus, as Locus is leaving, Wash is just like, please scratch my nose. What are the blues and reds going to do with Loco's machine? I have two ideas. One is our longstanding time machine theory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other is reach the afterlife. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> we all know that the end game is Temple gets Biff back. Like That's what we all think it is. We don't think that's a weapon. We think it's a way to breach the laws of time and space. We were talking about this last week, and the theory that we came up with last week was that this was a time machine that Temple was going to use to go back to the moment where Carolina and Tex were fighting and Temp- and Biff got killed yeah. in order to prevent Biff from dying. After this week's episode, I don't think that's right. You don't? I don't think they're going back to save Biff's life. I think Temple needs Biff to stay dead. Mm-hmm. Like he said to Caboose this episode, he needs to accept that Biff's dead and not coming yeah, back. Yeah. But Temple said something else to Sarge. If I had a dozen like you, Sarge, the UNSC wouldn't stand a chance. Yeah. I think they're going back in time to get the other Sim soldiers before they all killed each other and capture the flag fights. Or potentially, they're going back in time to grab the reds and blues at different points in their tenure at Blood Gulch so that they have multiple copies of them, and then they're going to take on the UNSC. I can see it, but I'm still on the theory of he's planning to go back and expose Freelancer way, way earlier in its development. That seems a bit too passive for him. Well, no, so this is my, this is my theory, is that he also wants revenge on the UNSC, right? That's hard mm. to do. So mm-hmm. my theory is that his, and this is why he needs Dylan, is that he's going to go back in time He's going to use Dylan, you know, as the reporter to expose Project Freelancer and tie it very, very carefully to the UNSC. And so Temple wants to expose not just what Freelancer is doing, but the fact that the UNSC gave them soldiers basically to do whatever. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to end up with a timeline where Project Freelancer gets interrupted in the middle and the crew never gets together. And so in order to save the future... And season 16 is them trying to get the band together in a universe where the band never got together. It's like Mm. classic Back to the Future where they have to get the crew together in the past or they're all going to disappear. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I would love that. I don't think the Reds and Blues are going to do anything with the machine. I don't think they care what it does or what things it has. It's going to destroy it because anything Temple makes, they're probably just going to view as purely evil. I don't think they give a damn what the machine is. They want to make sure Temple can use it. That is a very reasonable expectation, given how the Reds and Blues tend to respond to danger. Mm. It's, oh, this bad thing is happening. Somebody has a plan to do whatever. It doesn't involve me. Mm -hmm. I want to point out, when the meta first came to Blood Gulch, and Caboose was introducing him to the base, Simmons said, what the fuck? Saw his screen and left it. What was the neighborhood? And just left. But yeah, just left but the area. I think, but I think part of the Reds and Blues growth, and I think you know, exemplified by Griff's journey this season, is that 
they have learned that even if they don't want to protect other people from danger, even if they just want to sit in a cave and wait it out and protect themselves, they can't. They have the ability to make decisions and do things that dramatically affect the lives of other people for the better. Whether they wanted to or not, they've become heroes. When Griff, like, apologizes, he doesn't necessarily say, I'm sorry that I didn't help because I should have helped. He says, I'm sorry that I didn't help. That makes me a bad friend. Like, yeah, even if they, you don't like, want to do they, yeah. something... Sometimes that thing means a lot to your friends and you should do it for them. Yeah, they have they have things to fight for now and the things that they fight for are very often each other. Yeah. Um and so I think that the second that something Temple does hurts one of them mm. or even even hurts somebody else far away. They're going to get they're going to move into action. Um Maybe Griff will even lead the charge and go and like, try to stop like, Temple. Like, if we don't stop him, we'll never have a chance to sit down and relax again. We'll never, we'll never be able to just sit here and do nothing. And I, for <laughs> one, will not sit around and do nothing for that. <laughs> I won't stand for that. Actually, yes, I will. I'll stand for that. He won't stand for anything, fat ass. <laughs> no. Daft, I know what they're going to use the time machine for. To go back in time and prevent past Tucker and Kaboot from putting grenades in the fucking toilet. <laughs> That's it. They was all actually just inspired by hearing Church's distress call and Temple's was like, Temple was just like, no man should have to go through that. No, no, no. This bothered me, okay? I get why Caboose did. Why <laughs> yeah, but why did Tucker? <laughs> this, is, this is actually before... This is Tucker actually had nothing to do with it. This is actually before Church learned that Tucker did it was just Caboose's reflexive denial. Oh no! Tucker actually did not have anything to do with it. What if right now all of the Blues remember that day, and we don't because they go back and undo it, so it never becomes an episode, and the audience never sees Maybe it. Maybe if there's like a season 16 episode called A Very Memorable Episode, I'm going to be mad. What if they, they do all the stuff with the time machine, right? The time machine has enough juice for like one more trip. Caboose just goes back in time to tell Church, thank you for being my friend. And it's like season two church and church is just annoyed. He's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I just saw you. You left. You went over there five minutes ago. I don't know what you've been doing over there. Why are you standing here all of a sudden telling me how much you like being my friend? Go away. And Caboose is just like, okay, goodbye. Ah, uh, no. Somebody's cutting onions in my office. Thanks for out to Sam, Daft Prodigy, Rain Zero, Sunday, and Tyler. The shit knows a production of Plot Bubble. You can support the Shizno on Patreon at plotbubble.com. You can follow us on Tumblr at shizno.tumblr.com. That's S-H-I-Z-N-O dot Tumblr dot com. The Shizno, your weekly recommended allowance of whatever this is. I'm, I'm, taking, up, I'm taking up knitting. Carolina, you stabbed somebody 43 times in the face. <laughs> yeah, knitting. Yeah, but knitting. with a knitting look, needle. Look at, look, at the, look at the sweater I made out of their intestines. <laughs> it's a crochet hook. We discussed this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Do not mix oh up a knitting needle and a crochet hook. 
in the downtime they had, Wash actually ran Kingmaker for uh, the Reds and Blues. Oh, God. Yeah, that's what he and Carolina were doing. He was DMing, you find yourself in a room. That's why Carolina was singing, she's the bard. Because the bard can do... Oh, no. Oh, first, okay, hold on. Hold, <laughs> just oh, no. hear me out. We're going to fall down a hole. Carolina would absolutely be a bard because bards are able to do everything. And they, and they do it the best, and they are very good at intimidating people. Yes. Carolina is absolutely a bad musical bard. All of them, when she says, I'm going to be the bard, are like, you sure? You don't want to be the barbarian or the fighter? And they're like, she's like, no, why? I want to be a bard. Why would I not? What are you trying to say? N nothing. It's what Donut would want. Absolutely, he would want to be slathered in baby oil and yeah. fondled by yeah. men to attempt to rescue him from a deep, dark hole. Yeah. <laughs> See, after enough rubbing, the stiffness will leave his muscles and he'll go limp and then he'll pull himself out. <laughs> oh.